Hi, this is Claire from Come Back Brighter. You're listening to my podcast about healing after narcissistic abuse. Welcome. Hello, it's Claire from Come Back Brighter here. Now, I've had to hop on this morning because I have... I have realized something that I really think is important to share with you when it comes to narcissistic grandparents, okay? And and how if we don't heal from narcissistic abuse, we can unwittingly uh like continue that abuse. We can we can do the same to our children that we went through. Even though we didn't like it, we can unwittingly continue that cycle of abuse. Now, this concerns an old neighbor of ours in one of the houses that we've lived in and what happened. Now, we always got on okay with her, but I think what actually happened was that she was um, she was telling lies about us. She was she was conducting a smear campaign against us with our other neighbors because we only ever spoke to her and we never, ever had any contact with any of the other neighbors. And this is what they do. But anyway, this is not what I'm talking about. What I'm talking about in this instance is we had a lot of experience with her. And then one day um, I was invited with my son to go and have a play date with her daughter's grandchild. OK, so this is my neighbor's great grandchild. OK. And the, the child was about was a little bit younger, I think, than my son at the time. And and what happened? We turned up and and I actually heard about my neighbor from another source. I heard about what had happened. Now, what had happened? There'd been a big split in the family. Okay, several years earlier. And my neighbor had hinted about these things, but never actually gone into any detail. It was just kind of touched upon and then forgotten. And all over her house, there were there were photographs of her grandchildren up until a certain age, um, you know, like and, and, you know, progressively over the years up until they, they hit a certain age. And I thought it was really peculiar because it, it felt almost like a shrine. And I thought that her grand her grandchildren were still at that age. Okay, I hadn't I wasn't thinking straight. I wasn't thinking clearly, but I assumed that the photographs were all up to date. Now, they weren't. Okay, because the grandchildren were now old enough to go off and have children of their own. So so there was a massive gap between the photographs up until they were a teenager and then the age of the um, grandchildren now and. So there were no photos post-teenage and there were no photos of them as adults with their children too, okay? And I think one was pregnant and the other one had a child. So so there was, there was like, it was really strange, okay? So I was speaking to the daughter about all of this and she told me what happened. She told me that when her daughters were teenagers, up until up until they were teenagers, they spent a lot of time with my neighbor, okay, their grand their grandparents, their grandmother. And then when they hit teenage, their grandmother said to them that they had to choose between their parents and her. Okay. And and not only did she say that, she said that they, the, the girls were not to go and tell their mother that this is what she'd said to them, okay? 
and I don't know I don't know any more of the situation other than that is what happened. They were they were expected to choose between their grandparents and their parents. Okay. But what happened was it all went a little bit wrong for my neighbor because the granddaughter went and told her mother, okay? And and then that was it. They split. Okay. I don't know if there was a row. Or if that was it, the kids just never went round there again. And that was it. it was never spoken about. OK, I guess it was never spoken about. So that was the story that explained why there was this massive gap in like the photographs. They'd been in contact with their grandparents until they were teenagers. And then the grandparent, the narcissistic grandmother, I think, had said, you've got to choose between us and your parents. And they told their parents and then that was it. They spent no more time with them. OK, now this is what happens. OK, these people are not harmless. They can look like they want to be involved with their, your children. They can look like they care. They can look like they want to support you as you've got kids and you're out working and, and trying to have a life and trying to juggle having kids and everything else. That what it's like when you have a parent, they can look like they're all those things. But it will come to a point when they will expect your children, they will demand of your children to choose between you or them. And fortunately, in this instance, the children had enough of a relationship with their parents to be able to tell them. But imagine if they hadn't. And this this is not just this would not have just come out of nowhere. There wouldn't have been, you know, the, up until their teenage years, like over a decade of everything's hunky dory and they're nice, healthy, good people to spend time with. They would have systematically over the years undermined their um, the kids, parents, their own children's their own children with when it came to their grandchildren. They would have undermined them. They would have spoiled the grandchildren. They would have broken all your rules. They would have stepped over every single boundary. They would have done all these things to systematically destroy your relationship with your children. And that is what happens. So in this instance, it was really fortunate because it didn't destroy the relationship between the, between the child and the parent. But it did destroy the relationship between the grandparent and the grandchild. And, and my neighbour preferred to have no contact with her grandchildren, no contact with her grandchildren and her great-grandchildren, than to admit responsibility for what she did to apologize and to change her behavior. Now, this just wasn't my neighbor. Now, I think she was the principal one. I think she was the narcissist, but her husband went along with her. The grandfather went along with it. He may not have encouraged it. He may not have liked it. But what matters is he did not stand up and say, you're not to do that. He didn't protect his grandchildren. So 
So that was when the split happened. And then I think after a certain number of years, they kind of, I would say reconciled, but that's probably too strong a word. They started to come slightly back into her life a little bit. And it was really token, token effort. It was the occasional visit, you know, for like half an hour. That's it. Token effort. And I'm sure the conversation was kept light and talking about the weather and superficial stuff. And only just to, I don't know. I don't know. So that's what happened. Okay. And I had this from the daughter. Now, I'm also talking about in this video what happens when you don't realize that you've been through narcissistic abuse. You don't heal from it. Because I think a lot of people think, oh, it's okay. I know what I'm dealing with. I can let my kids spend time with these people, okay? But the thing is, when you've been through narcissistic abuse, it's like you've got blinkers on. You can't see it. You can't see it. So what ha what what further went on with this daughter, right, during the, during the progress of, the, of this play date? When I first got there, the little girl was a bit shy and and didn't really want to play with my son, okay? And she might start this, she'd never met my son before, so that's fair enough, you know, new person coming in and, and me as well, I'm new and different and all the rest of it. Quite intimidating for a child, okay? Now, what the, the grandmother said to her granddaughter is the thing that shows me that unless you heal, you unwittingly repeat that because she said to her daughter, her granddaughter, if you don't play with him, I won't love you anymore. Now I have no doubt that this was exactly the behavior that she experienced from her mother. I have no doubt about it, okay? That, that that's my neighbor i have no doubt that is how she's brought up if you don't do this thing for me i'm gonna i'm not gonna love you anymore i'm gonna withhold my love and my acceptance and my support and my money and all the things so what she had done she didn't like her mother particularly she didn't like the way that she'd been raised she had nothing good to say about her mum. it wasn't a big bitch fest to be fair but there was a lot of things that she hinted at that she said that were, were for me to, to kind of read between the lines. OK, so so it wasn't a big bitch fest, but but she hadn't liked the way that she was raised and she detested the way that her children had been treated. But by being expected to choose. But what she was doing unwittingly was she was repeating that same pattern. She had presumably done the same to her daughters, and now she was doing the same to her granddaughter that she'd been through. And, th and this is the thing about it that's so, I don't know, confusing, is that when people are raised by parents and they don't like the way that they've been raised, but yet they go they go back into the same patterns themselves. It doesn't make sense to me. But then that's that's possibly because they're narcissists and they won't look at their own behavior. 
they will rather blame their parents and say, it's your fault why I raised my children like that, than actually take responsibility for their own actions and go, right, this is how I was raised. I didn't like it. I'm going to heal from it. I'm going to look at my behavior. I'm going to work through it, work it out and work out a better way to be. They don't do that. So whilst my neighbor's daughter didn't like the way she was raised, what's happened is she's repeated that with her daughters who are probably repeating it with their own children. So the cycle goes on and on. This is how it, it goes through families until someone takes a stand. And because because you're so used, if you've been raised by a narcissistic parent, you are used to narcissistic abuse. It's your normal. And then when you become a parent, you can slip into that same pattern again, completely unwittingly unless you're willing to take responsibility. And I mean responsibility in two ways. Responsibility for how you are with your child, the ways that you parent, because to be honest, it feels really strange parenting in a different way than the way that you've been parented. It's, it feels wrong. But that's only because it's so different to the way that you've been raised. So you've got to take responsibility for your actions and you've got to take responsibility for protecting your children. Someone commented or a client said, my kids still see my narcissistic parent, okay, their grandparent. And I can't, and I can't, he doesn't do anything wrong. Well, I would have said that about my dad. I would have said that about my dad because sometimes it's so subtle and so clever. Not only are you used to it, right? There's the way that you were raised. It's so well hidden what they do. So my father's uh, like MO was he would, he was much more like the silent treatment, much more about body language and tone of voice uh, much more like micro expressions on his face. He never shouted. In my memory, I don't remember him ever shouting when I was a child. But it, his his way of expressing his anger was was like I said, his body language, his tone of voice, and the silent treatment. That was how he operated. Now, now on the surface of it, they're, they're very difficult to identify. They're all deniable. They're all deniable. If he'd been like some raging banshee at me, then I couldn't have denied it or, or ignored it or not seen it. But his behavior was so clever. So it's your responsibility. If you even suspect that your parents are narcissistic, it's your responsibility to take your children out of that. whatever the consequences are with them. Because the more your child gets used to narcissistic abuse, the greater damage it can cause them. 
for the rest of their lives. This is not a, they're not gonna, they're not gonna know that that behavior is not normal. They're gonna go through life and they're gonna attract more narcissists. Guaranteed. Guaranteed. So it doesn't matter what you're doing with your parenting. It doesn't matter how many parenting classes you're taking, how many books you're reading, how many YouTube videos you're watching about narcissistic abuse, about healing from narcissistic abuse, or about how to parent your child in a healthy way. If you are allowing them to spend time with narcissists, any member of your family, anyone you know, then you are putting them in, in danger's way. You are putting them in danger's way if you even suspect it. Because the devast they can wreak utter devastation on your relationship with your child. It's already difficult enough to bring up children. It's already difficult enough in this age of, age of technology and everything that's going on in the world to raise your children. And everybody around you who's who's supporting you in that, who's seeing your child, who's, who's spending time with them, should be 100% supporting you in the way that you raise your child. So you're like a team, a united force, at bringing a child up with love, with boundaries, with rules, with understanding, with being led, with being, um, you know, like, like a, having a good example set before them. But you won't get any of that with a narcissist. So I hope that this helps. If you need me, if you're not sure about your parents, if you're trying to make the break and they're making it difficult for you, then please reach out to me. I will help you. Please email me, Claire, C-L-A-R-E, comebackbrighter at gmail.com. Bye.